0: Can you pick the pace up a little? I'm getting kinda of tired of the slow jam rhythm. See you up know from M by where the peeps can buy all place Lights up and down, boy, up uptown, downtown, brook letting the boogie down. The sound you hear now comes straight from the underground through the clouds, through, to the crowds,
1: SQR oh, S- so S- podcast down. coming in live from the lab on a wonderful night. Yeah, wanna give a big shout out to everybody who tuned into the last show. Thank you so much for enjoying the entire dish we served up that night. It was a wonderful, wonderful meal. Please tune into our SoundCloud SQR podcast. As a matter of fact, the SoundCloud is actually titled School of Rosenberg Radio. Go check that out. Visit, vis, vis, visit us. See, I'm tripping over myself already. Please visit us on our YouTube channel, SQR podcast, on our website, SQR um, podcast. Check everything out that we're booming right now because tonight we're going to do something special. Everybody that's here tuning out, know, tonight's going to be an epic night because we're sitting in the lab, just coming on some classic breakbeat intro, because you know what that means. It's going to go completely organic and classic tonight, and we have somebody epic, somebody classic in the house from a modern point of view, so tonight as we get ready to start things off the right way, I want to take a moment to say, yo, big shout out to everybody that's in the house. Thank you, Manny, behind the camera. Thank you so much for being here. Big shout out to Ellie holding us down on the sound. Big shout out to our past guest, future Senator De La Roca in the house. Thank you so much for being here. And tonight, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I am honored and blessed to have the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey, Onel Martinez. Thank you. Sitting Thank you here you so at the table with your boy Squaw Rosenberg on SQR Podcast. So tonight, you know, the, the, the intro we did was very, very classic. Mm. Going back to the breakbeats. And as I said before, what I love to hear from my guests is their entire journey. And I was impressed when you when you said, Hey, can we play some break beats to come yeah. into the show? So what's your fascination with that?
2: Uh, my fascination with that is, uh, I am a breaker. I'm a b boy. I am someone who likes to participate in what was traditionally known as hip hop culture. I mean, in the sense where hip hop culture is now, I don't think it represents what it traditionally meant.
1: It's true, true, true. Especially as a '90s head, you're so you're hitting everything on the on the, on the bullet right you know, there.
2: For instance, what hip hop means to me is that a group of kids who had nothing had. No after-school activities. No nowhere to actually go. There was game-related violence everywhere. Drugs and everything had created something to get themselves out of mm-hmm. that sort of situation. Express themselves. Yeah. You know the first D, the first DJ ever, DJ Cool Herc. He made the original sort of dubstep, the the breakbeat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And when the breakbeat came about, it was a sort of break in the music, and you took samples of jazz from soul, from everything else, and you you, you give credit to your your ancestry. Where you came from, you give respect mm-hmm. always. So no slope, matter— Slow slow yes. Rosenberg
1: yeah. Podcast. You see, when you say something profound on this show, we call it dropping a jewel. <laughs> now, you just dropped a major jewel right now on SQR Podcast. I'm going to ask you to repeat that. You said— When you do something, you give credit.
2: You give credit to where it came from.
1: Bong, and we always got to salute that. Thank you so much for dropping that jewel. And there's going to be many jewels dropped on this podcast tonight. So let me slow you down before you embark on that tangent because I want people to know who you are and what you're doing. So um, the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey.
2: Yes, I am Lonel Martinez. I go to Kent University. I'm 20 years old. Uh, I officially got on the ballot this year as the youngest candidate as an independent for District 22 of New Jersey, which consists of Linden, Rawway, Clark, Plainfield, North Plainfield, uh, Dunnallin, Greenbrook, um, Winfield, Middlesex Borough, and uh, Fanwood and Winfield, yes.
1: Bong, bong, bong. Salute, my dude, salute. Yeah. Very honored to be in your presence. No, thank you
2: for inviting me. I'm so honored that you even uh, reached out to me.
1: No, it it's um it was so fascinating because when I spoke to Matt and heard who you were and what you represented, I was trying to put all the dynamics together and I couldn't do that. So to have you here where I can find out, you know, who you are and what you are of course. and what impact you're looking to make on this world, it's gonna be a, a dessert for me right now so okay. let's jump in in the beginning
2: awesome
1: your family makeup are you originally from new jersey where you guys from Was the family makeup i, I
2: can i i want to say i am i am from new jersey in the sense where i grew up here but i was born in colombia and everything and i originally had came here when i was four primarily because of the war going on in colombia and i had to escape that to come here and then my family struggled to get a better life Uh, you know, my mom worked in HR block for a bit and my dad worked as an economist. So we were doing somewhat well and we were rising up the social ladder, but there was a major setback, which was that my dad lost his job to the recession and we were uh, struggling to maintain ourselves with $20,000 a year. My mom, uh, taking care of us with family of five with $20,000, trying to pay rent, apartment and everything and we we now have a house we now have a pool inside our house <laughs> oh, and wow. we we um we i want to embody in the sense where no matter how how desperate your your situation seems right now it will get better you just have to have faith and you have to have a plan to get that to that place
1: SQR podcast ladies and gentlemen get your notebooks out jewels are being dropped nonstop let's let's re- this just re- let's just repeat that statement my friend Whenever you go in life, as you were saying earlier, always be prepared. Of course. And be ready to do that work. Of course. Because what you're going through now will change. Will change, yeah. That is so profound because a lot of people don't understand that. It's Um, tough to really comprehend that when you're going through the trenches and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So for you to sit here and the third jewel out the box is this will change. Thank you, because I needed to hear that. Keep going.
2: You know, it's, it's often profound. Everybody believes that they, they're going to get to a goal for a short period of time. For instance, if they think they're going to great, the greatest business ever in a year, that's never really happened. What you really need to do is embed the foundational bricks of your, what the, the house you're making in the first place. And, you know, there, there were many setbacks. Uh, you know, as I said, my dad lost his job. And Mom this was, was in Colombia. No, this was uh, this after coming here. here. Yeah, I, w- I came here when I was four. So, this is my life. This yeah. Is, this is New Jersey, is where I think I am from. Uh, not necessarily originally, but this is where my home is.
1: Where in New is, Jersey was this? Uh,
2: Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth, yeah. And uh, I, I saw many people struggling the same way I did because many of them were migrant communities, no idea what, what was going on in America. Yeah. And you know oftentimes they feel hopeless because they they feel like since you're born this way or since you're in this predicament, you will always be in this predicament, which is not true.
1: Bong, another jewel being drop on SQR Podcast. You can't let them rent space in your mind, as we were talking about with Lucia de um, oh, la Roca. When I was listening to it, it was like,
2: that's so profound. I yeah, like you know, no, thank you so uh, much. I'll give you a five you know, for that. Big,
1: big, big, big. I know what you want so funny, and you know, I, I, I have to share that because what you just said is really so profound because you're born in this situation. You don't have to accept it or no. So let, let's, just, let's just slow this down because we are taking gigantic step through the story that I don't want to miss a chapter of or a page okay. of. And as you're saying, so you, you leave Columbia, you get here, yeah. you're straight in Elizabeth, New Jersey. You're acclimated yeah. in the system. You're going to school. Yeah. Was there a language issue at any at all for you, or were you? For speak- me,
2: I, I I definitely was made fun of when I was younger. When uh, I I couldn't, I had many uh, accent issues. Yes, primarily because you know I, I would say mispronounced words or right, I right, didn't know right. how to say. A certain word in English, you know. Uh, for instance, I, I didn't know how to say church, so I say iglesia Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know about that until like the third grade. So my bad for you know. I, did, I didn't. For owning know. the lane, <laughs> I didn't. I, I was sort of late to the game. um But when when I when I see myself from where I came from to where I am now, I I am i am not not i am proud to say that i come far but i'm much more proud to say that there are people who stuck with me to improve myself as a human being because no successful person has ever made it in life without a great support system
1: wow Scott rosenberg podcast jewel number four right off the bat we're dropping them blah 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 no for, you're never gonna make it i don't care who you are without a support system so let's talk about your support system The family makeup, it was mom, dad.
2: Mom, dad, grandma. Grandma. uh, And then my little brother. Uh, You said you have
1: um, four or five other siblings?
2: I have two. I have actually two siblings. I have two half-brothers that are are in Queens and uh, uh, Brooklyn right now. Okay. Their names are Andres and uh, Anivita. One is a pastor in uh, Brooklyn, and one is uh, uh, actually recently um, graduated with his... uh, quantum physicist degree. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's a very smart guy. Um, he, you know, he struggled the same way I did. But unfortunately, you know, he, uh, his mom and my dad had some sort of problems and everything. And knowing how far he came, he, he moved out of Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, he moved out of Queens and he went over to Connecticut. And now he has a research lab there. Wow,
1: wow, yeah. wow. So everybody seems to be doing extremely well
2: better now yes. yeah
1: so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back sure. after these messages and what i want to get into is i want to pick up from the support system that propelled you and what was it, that transition like through high school and as we move on to through the stages okay. that have now propelled you to be the youngest candidate for general assembly in new jersey okay. that we salute square rosenberg podcast stay tuned onel martinez Queen like Felix, that's
0: oh. me, XP has me Official hip-hop key to the city That's why, why. Wake up to cavalry, call all calls. The APB out on the boy called large, firing out more peace and more balls. While in now, going against all odds, serving hardcore streets and boulevards, improving this hip hop world of ours. A week anyone against me, the me. industry rules on the fire to the ministry. Stream homes and L 16 for us. Commercial rap like the dust when I touch down. I Amazing us down. The crowd you will at the Cali, to Cali two over time.
1: podcast do-over. coming in live with my guest, the guest the youngest candidate for general assembly in new jersey onel martinez as we're digging into and getting to find out why is this young man so driven so focused and as you understand coming from a complete you know immigrant background and i I love to big of the immigrants because your boy straight immigrant to O two world straight from jamaica fresh landed where my pants were short my ankles were ashy but with a (laughs) with with a massive dream you know so i salute the the hard driven um salsa that's everybody's mix you know but as we're talking about your family makeup and and finding out how you acclimated and, and and assimilated through the american culture yes of course you realize that this was the land of plenty Yes. What was that process going through? Or was there any significant time or thing you remembered going through middle school as you transitioned into high school?
2: Middle school, transitioning into high school. Well, this is a very interesting question. I mean, for me, there there was, there was a back and forth, primarily between elementary school, middle school, and then high school, and then high school again. Uh, originally, I came from... In Elizabeth there's many different school districts there's for there's 30 plus schools that are for elementary schools uh elementary including the middle schools um I I went to three different uh middle uh elementary schools school one school two school 25 and the number there, there are actual names for the schools but that's how everybody in Elizabeth knows them their numbers okay um Growing, growing up all these schools since these were in the poor areas much, much of them had violence in them many of them had drug dealers in the front many of them had uh Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. What about the sign that says no drugs within 500 feet of a school building?
2: It doesn't matter. They didn't care They for instance, I know there was a guy called Dan. Let, let's call him Dan for, for instance. Yeah Uh, there when I was back in school, too, this was back when I was in third grade, um, uh, half halfway from my third grade year, um, there there was a guy called Dan. He he always used to sell crack in the front in front of school. So
1: and this you know, was open knowledge.
2: It was open knowledge. And then the, it it came about two months uh, later after I was enrolled in that school uh, that the police caught him. Obviously, if you're going to sell crack in front of a middle uh, in front of like a middle or elementary school, you shouldn't be in <laughs> elementary school. You gotta think you're putting your head straight. But uh, he he I thought he was you know um, uh, a little bit overweight not not and it's, yeah he 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 had like he always wear wore, wore uh, a jacket. And this was usually in September and to November. So I thought this was like he was very cold oftentimes. Yeah yeah yeah. Because I was a kid that was very naive. So when he gets caught and get caught by the police, uh, he. They unzipped them and all of it was cocaine and everything what? coming out of the, the jacket, and everything was, was insane. Uh, you know, there would often be fights in the middle school and everything. You know, there, there would be. And this fighting. was the
1: environment you were exposed to. This
2: was the environment I was exposed to. Uh, I, I could never, I, I, I thank Elizabeth, uh, non, I thank Elizabeth for the good and bad experiences it had. Oh uh, yeah,
1: another jewel right there for the good and bad, bad experiences. experiences, ladies and gentlemen. School of Rosenberg podcast. I hate to do this right here, but my phone's ringing off the hook. Why? Because a pizza is downstairs. I got to take this quick break. We're gonna come back after these messages. Pick up from right there because you're accepting the good and the bad from that school system. I know it's what has propelled you to the position where you are right now. SQR Podcast, the youngest candidate for General Assembly, O'Neill Martinez, the back for the pizza. Back after this. One.
0: Well, I'm sonically, high bionically, for you dummies, ironically stupid. What are you, Cupid? This still my rhymes? And then you loop it. Wrong. back this way. Follow me now. Head this way and do this while I rap on through this. For many germs who never knew this? Witches. SQR Podcast Outside for Rosenberg down. Radio. Around, Coming back in
1: the spot road. with my boy, Yonel Martinez. Youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey. And we're dissecting his complete life right now. Up to this tender age of 20. 20. So for all you guys out there who's wondering what impact you can make on the world, here's a 20-year-old, straight from Colombia, getting things done, and is the youngest candidate on the General Assembly in New Jersey. So... I need to step my game up and so all my viewers can be as inspired as you are. So let's dig back into where we left off before we got refueled with the pizza. I want to give a big shout out to Dawa Foods of the Block from us. Thank you so much for dropping off that delivery, Dawa. You're gonna be sponsoring this pretty soon. Watch out. Indeed. Yeah, exactly. So as we jump into where we left off, um, the transitioning middle school, high school, and you were you mentioning the this functionality in which you grew up. And then you spoke about the drug dealer who was consistently at the gate. At the gate, sure. What was his name again?
2: We'll just call him Dan.
1: Big shout out to Dan. We're just gonna call you Dan, but big shout out to Dan because at the end of the day, he gave you a reference point if you really yeah. come to look at this. So come finish the story. So Dan gets arrested.
2: Dan gets arrested and uh, we didn't see him again. But knowing that was one of the examples of how of many schools in Elizabeth were uh, you know, it, it uh and it gave my, my mother an incentive to try to enroll me in something better. Mm. So my mm. uh there there was a sort of lottery in a sense where there there was a brand new school called School Twenty Nine, school uh or also known as Opera Einstein Academy. Okay. And it was one of the first state funded schools for a NASA program for elementary schools. Okay. So, uh my mother got the lottery and then the school the school uh, school 29 um gave me gave me a much more better opportunity to improve myself as a human being because they gave me much more education than the other ones Mm -hmm. involved and therefore I started you know back in the sixth grade I started studying history and I started to learn about myself in a sense because everybody in history is you they are just in different time periods.
1: Score Rosenberg podcast. <clears throat> a very, perf- that's one of the biggest jewels ever dropped on the show. Could you repeat that, my friend?
2: Everybody in history is you. They're just in different time periods.
1: Everybody in history is you. They're just we in a different time experience
2: period. It one at a time. One at a time. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Go ahead. Because when you look at it, we still make the same mistakes. We still make the we still make many of our past assumptions wrong. We never learn as human beings. We we come very far with technology. We come very far with our with our skyscrapers and our our gadgets and everything. But we have le- we have left uh, yet to even left the stone age for our emotional developments.
1: Wow, wow, that was very profound. And when you look at <clears throat> what's going on in our society right now, what you just said is a complete litmus test of that statement. And what I mean by that is this. When I see the way people interact, it's still with the same barbaric caveman mentality. So if we're this far ahead with technology and architecture and healthcare and all these other things, why can't we still not be that far ahead in the way that we communicate? And that's what's so interesting about this particular show, because that's what this show is about—a conversation Gosh. where I can hear what you're talking about, I can learn about you, and once I learn about who you are, I know appreciate where you're coming from, and that's why I'm honored to be in your presence. So, thank you so much for dropping that jewel, and you know, we're gonna have a tally board going forward okay. that we can just keep, and uh, and then we cross it off when we get to five, and we just keep going <laughs> because yeah, this is gonna be really, really deep. I can tell. So, as you continue to expound on that,
2: okay so I, I've got the opp- great opportunity to go to grade school and get better education uh, I was accepted uh, into Halsey which was a military uh, which was a military based school there are six different high schools in Elizabeth one of the largest school districts for um, for nearly any school I would think okay but primarily uh, there was there was different there was a there was a dilemma though many of the high schools I learned rather recently uh have different amounts of funding spent towards them depending on depending on what school it is mm. prior so let's say there is a better gifted and talented school they will spend much more money than people who are uh mm. in it, who are in a much more uh, not goal oriented school because they want to represent that as a whole community to look make themselves look better instead of just in improving the community in, uh in general you know, oftentimes people in poverty, and uh, and what I mean by poverty is not necessarily financial, but fina- but financial is only the end result of poverty. Poverty is the system of the lack of resources. M- many of them are mental resources, spiritual resources, support system resources. All these come up to the financial. If you don't have a great support system, then you cannot move up in life because you don't have the, the support to actually go up. The foundation. The first you you don't if you don't have a role model. Uh, you don't have a wealth, wealth, uh, the wealth of having a great role model. Therefore, what what fills the void, people who are not great role models in that very sense. They will, you know, they people don't know what it's like because they will try to envelop the, the, their circumstances around them. So when you give somebody of a, a a chance to actually see what they could possibly be. By enrolling them into something that uh, shows that what they've been living through is contradictory to what can be successful in life, mm-hmm. it it gives an incentive for people to actually go better because they don't know what it is to go better.
1: You were you were you mentioned that role model, and can I ask you, what was or who was your role model?
2: I would consider everybody my role model. the The problem, what I mean by that, is that. When you, when you see someone bad, you see that as a role model to improve yourself, not to, to go away from that. Square when Rosenberg
1: you- Podcast. Stay focused, ladies and gentlemen. Jewels are, I'm walking down the bag, this hill with this, with this burlap bag and jewels are full. I'm trying to capture everything here. I'm so glad this is being recorded right now. Thank you, so, big shout out to Elliot right there holding things down on the audio for me tonight. That was so profound because when you mentioned Dan and I said, that's a reference point. To show you what not to become. You're right. Everyone's yeah. a role model.
2: It is, yes. You know, when you see a good role model, you you tend to gravitate towards that because you see yourself in them. For, the, for instance, let's name three traits everybody has. Let's say courage, uh, wisdom, and the the capability to improve themselves. We all have that. There there's no special effect that causes someone to be better than someone else because they were naturally born with some sort of talent. What it is is that people who go into a much more successful sort of path is that they know that there's going to be mistakes along the way, but they still go anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in that perspective, uh, you if you get the, the tools and resources towards people who haven't had those chances, I'm sure they will succeed. So I wanted to put in that sense where, back when I got in Halsey, uh, four out of six high schools were considered bad schools. Uh, bad, bad meaning quotation marks. Quot, I don't really consider them bad. More misinformed and more uh, less resources. They, they, uh, they, they often are uh, hateful in the sense. So what occurred was that. In the four different high schools, there there would be a fire alarm, and therefore everybody would go out, and there would be huge brawls of 4,000, 3,000 people. And when you when you looked at it uh, from afar, it, it just seemed just chaotic. And sometimes the pirate police had to come and you know break everything up.
1: Mm.
2: Um, and these are
1: predominantly African American neighborhoods or urban neighborhoods.
2: Uh, Elizabeth is usually a very diverse community. Many Hispanic groups, many uh, African groups, many uh, many groups in general. Uh, but, but the small differences made us target each other. We we would often go. Uh, I would be often targeted by other Latinos, uh, Salvadorians, um, Mexicans, uh, Guatemalans. As they you would go through o- high school as. Uh, this was in my first semester, my first marking period of high school, and this was just this small, fashion eye experience. But that's the experience that they had all four years before I transferred into a better high school. Uh, when, you, when you looked at it in such a way, uh, it's very sad. Yeah. Because in reality, we're all just human beings that we're trying to do better for our lives. And if we are going to fight over minor details, then I don't see the point of fighting over minor details when there are bigger details to be fighting over. For instance, a system that has no longer cared about its people or constituents for such a long time. I felt like didn't, uh, I wasn't cared about, primarily because the ones who were the only support system I had, uh, aside from my family, were my church and some of my friends that were giving me food because I was, uh, you know, my, as I uh, was referring to earlier, my mom was sustaining us in $20,000 a year, and it was not easy getting food. But the church and everything else had helped me uh, along the way because uh, without them, I wouldn't be here today.
1: That support system. I am very inspired by your perspective on not only the role models, the perspective you have on all the curveballs you've experienced and the way you've navigated those waters and awareness. You know, the fact that you realize that, the fact that, you know, an El Salvadorian, another Latin brother, is is gonna create a problem for me when we should be
2: for instance I got jumped five times first week of school. First week first week of school. Mostly by four of them being from other other Latino groups. Yeah for what? It's uh it's usually a sort of game that they think that is well I don't think it's a game. I think it's this sort of uh, idea that uh because you're different in some sort of way you're you're automatically not with us so you are against us. Oh okay. It's, okay. it's very it's very interesting how it came to be about. But that whole thing, you know, it could go on forever. I'm not trying to go on forever. I'm just trying to give you a glimpse of what Elizabeth what has have been happening in Elizabeth for years now.
1: And what's so funny, I think not I think I know based on your awareness everything is that no that has propelled you into wanting to make a difference and wanting you to be you know involved in politics and when we take this quick break and come back i want to find out you know when did that light bulb go on regarding politics and we mentioned something but uh and i hate to give light to quote unquote our inabilities or disorders that we have. But it's also interesting to shed a little bit light on that when we own it because it lets our viewers and listeners know who are maybe dealing with similar drawbacks, what they need to do. So as we take this quick break, SQR podcast, my guest, Onel Martinez, the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey. We're going to take a quick break, come back, find out when the light bulb went on and why. Stay tuned. One. Every
0: inning, I'm back to the dugout. Ready to bug out like a manager, smacking up your team. Male or female, ducks who dream of taking me on the mic and making me rack up. MCs I stack up, foyer Precent rappers need back up quickly. I'm off my hands while I wave to a fan. I'm cool, keep not a bill or damn, but a general. Equal to a mineral,
1: pushing a crowd to keep on dancing. I'm housing things. SQR Podcast, Core Rosenberg coming back with my guest, Onel Martinez. And just to let everybody know, those classic break beats you're hearing in the background, it's because my guest is a major fan of some classic break breeds. The break beats, the old school stuff. Yeah. And you also mentioned that you're a break dancer. Yes. But well, we're going to see how nice you are because after the podcast, I'm going to show you how I'm going to bust out the worm. And You got to make sure your game's tight because I'm nice. Okay. So we're we're gonna we're gonna right. we're, we're gonna challenge. Uh, that I'll later. make
2: I'll make sure uh, I'll keep up. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you keep
1: up. It's hey, a podcast. This, it's gonna this be a guy's classic. a master
2: right here. I, I don't want to mess with him.
1: <laughs> so just let everybody know we're gonna jump into that a little bit later. However, as we finish dissecting your your oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because at 20, I am flab- flabbergasted that you're you know so driven and so focused. And I want to know, you know, going into that new high school, which was
2: Uh, Hamilton.
1: Hamilton, um, you started reading, learning about history.
2: Oh, no, that was back in middle school and everything. Yeah, that's
1: okay. So I guess my question is let me just cut to the chase. Um, Being enlightened now, When was the light bulb that went on to say, I want to go this route to be involved in politics and to make a difference?
2: This is a very interesting question. Um, Well, I think uh, I've been seeing how things have been affected in my community. Um, You know, in reading about history, reading about things, and reading about how systems. you know, for me, I I used to be an anarchist. Before. I used to hate the, the idea of government, even. So it's pretty ironic as I'm running for the General <laughs> Assembly right now. Um, I, uh, I wanted to find a way to create a system where everything was for all people, in a sense, where everybody had a part in to say and where they had a part to create their own system. You know, I thought of it as anarchism. But, uh, when my first, I suppose, political experience was uh back in two thousand eleven by a movement called Occupy Wall Street back when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a movement that was all over the media and everything. and i, I me being the typical edgy <laughs> anarchist, <laughs> I, I, I was I, I was thinking there were gonna be riots or anything, and I was you know, I was very messed up in the head primarily because of older experiences I had already. Yeah. Um, and knowing uh, I, I had begged my mom to go, and we went. Around like a few days after my birthday, which is November 19th. So, Oh, duh. whoa, whoa, slow that down, son.
1: You're a Scorpio, my friend? Yes. Oh, big shout out, my dude. Yeah. Bong, 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 bong. Yeah, You're the 21st. I had a choice, not to, not to stop your story, but I had a choice to either be on the Sagittarius fence or the Scorpio fence. I didn't even think twice, son. I just jumped head first onto the Scorpio fence. So, it's a pleasure to be <laughs> across the mic from a, a fellow Scorpion because it sounds like you are just as passionate about the movement. You know, so you go down to um, Occupy Wall Street with moms.
2: Yeah. Did she bring I, the
1: machete? Hmm? Did moms bring the machete? No. The Colombian machete. I, just, I
2: brought. Know? I brought like a little pocket knife my friend gave. So I was getting really serious because I was ready for war. <laughs> <laughs> without, I, I, I was not joking around. I <laughs> without, no, no, literally. I, I no, literally, exactly. I, I, was, I, I think of myself like, what was I? What the hell was I doing back then? But that's, that's what happened. Um, so I go over there, uh, I see police officers armed with uh, assault weapons and everything, and it seemed like it was gonna get really tense and really serious, and I was like, hmm, this is pretty scary. But going over there, I, they had blockades for a good mile. So I walked a mile from my mom's car to over there and what I see is that I didn't, I didn't. I was just picturing riots and everything. Mm-hmm. What I see is peaceful protesting, and people unified as one, mm-hmm. for for actually trying to create something that will work for all people. And when I saw that, you know, I dropped my weapon and I was thinking, this is this is something that maybe is uh, where I should be. And I go over there. Uh, I was waiting. Uh, I, I go over there, I brought food for homeless people there and I started giving out food uh, because I know what it's like to not go, be able to uh, be able to afford food in the first place. And yeah. my community helped me out. So I why not give uh, help bad. to my fellow human beings? That's what it's all I, about. And, what, and this is 15? This was 15, yeah. This was when I was 15. Um, when I, uh, there, there was like a little light check that I had. And they they said uh, if you want to be on the mic check, uh, please you could sign here. So I was very reluctant. I was very fearful because I, I have my social anxiety disorder.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow down, son. You don't sneak that by me. You have a social anxiety disorder. Yeah. Yet you convince your mom to take you Doom down. Over there. Yeah, to to a riot laden mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. With, with, with guns. Yeah. I know you're debating about putting your name on a list for the open mic. Everything you just said is a complete oxymoron yeah. to what the social anxiety he was, yeah. Explain that a little bit, please.
2: Uh, when, I, when I was six, I used to be bullied a lot, and after some time, my mother went to a psychiatrist and I was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder, uh, primarily because of the, the sort of trauma I experienced. From the bullying? From the bullying, yeah. And when I was experiencing that, uh, you know, I, I uh, had I had increasingly fear of people, you know, from the drug dealers to everything else. Yeah, uh, everything seems much more dangerous. So I started to develop that and I started stayed with that. You know, I don't I don't tend to look you straight in the eye, primarily because uh, in Elizabeth, there's a habit where if you look somebody in the eye, you're either wanting to fight that person or you're wanting to get killed because if you stare at somebody too long, it means that you're initially, you're either going to target that person or they're, you're waiting for a fight from them. Oh. So I, I tend to avoid eye contact primarily because that's a habit I, I learned to survive with.
1: Wow.
2: Um, but what uh, occurred was that uh, I go to my, I go, I I was thinking of it so long that like they, and they closed the mic and I forever regret it. Uh, that i was not able to speak my mind because mm. when i looked at the Occupy wall street back then uh some of my ideas would have been effective to have allowed it to keep going because they didn't have a unified force mm. they, if the, when i was reading through history many of the one of the great sayings is that uh, army is uh greater more fearful when it has one unified spirit
1: sqr podcast Square rosenberg radio another jewel another profound jewel being dropped by my guest Onel Martinez, my friend, could you please repeat that?
2: Army uh, uh, is much more scared. What's it's much more fearful and uh, and effective when there's one united spirit.
1: Wow, as you dissect the 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 the, the, the awareness around you, right? Yeah. And the social anxiety, mm. you know, it uh, to now to you being the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey, I am trying to slowly figure out or become microscopic on now that you realize you have this disorder, how do you push forward to become so outspoken? Because right now you're on SQR podcast. I mean, my viewers are checking this out. People are hearing this. And I'm just as locked in to hearing that answer as everybody else. When, when did you push you? What was that tipping point to push past that?
2: That's, uh, that's a very interesting question. I think it started back in middle school. You know, I, I was reading uh, Dale Carnegie's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People because I was a very lonely kid. I was a very lonely <laughs> kid, I'm sorry, I, I really was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, my, I was my best friend also at I one was, time yeah. in my life. Yeah, I know I
2: had imaginary friends here. <laughs> <and> <laughs> we would hold hands and everything. So, yeah. Um, oh my God, it's classic. So, I uh, I I was I would do things, very simple things that I know I could do, uh, for instance, uh i would go to a person and ask for them for directions a places that i already knew and you know i would ask that continuously and continuously uh until i i got tired of it until and then i was like oh are you going to this place as well because i saw them going to that direction it's like sometimes yeah and sometimes no so i sometimes i would walk with them and i would start talking to people in that way uh, the most important thing, for instance, let's say someone's afraid of an elevator. Uh, just random example because I remember she was talking about someone was coming up an elevator. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, let's say oh, could you go to the elevator? Uh, could you go inside of the elevator? They're like no, we I can't. I'm too fearful. So when uh, when you you when you say oh, how how far can you go? not inside the elevator, but far away from the elevator, maybe 20 feet. So it's like, yeah, 20 feet. And then they, they go back and forth several days until it's like, this is getting pretty boring. So it's like, and then it's like, maybe I'll go, can you go 10 feet? It's like, no, that's too fearful. Can you go three extra feet? And then 17 feet, yeah, and then you're, it, you're it just goes just on and just chops down until
1: you're in the elevator.
2: So in that very sense, I go back to a story of, for instance, dragons. You know, for instance, dragons have in... Uh, European mythology—they always carry gold when you hear stories of it. So let me ask you, why? Uh, why would dragons, the most one of the most fearful, Fire fire-breathing breathing. reptile, yeah. carry gold? So when I was reading through a book called uh, *Billy and the Dragon*, it's a child's book. Very, you know, it has a very important message, but it's child book, and it says that. Get ready for
1: a jewel. Get ready for a jewel. Go away.
2: So, <laughs> so with, within the story, there's a kid called Billy. Uh, and then he wakes up to a dragon that's very small, very kitten size, and everything, and it was wagging his tail, so Billy pets the dragon. Uh, he goes downstairs, he goes, tells his mom, and he, he says, uh, there's a dragon upstairs, and the mom says, there's no such thing as a dragon. So uh, he, he goes upstairs, he's about to go to sleep, and the bad dragon wants to get pet. Uh, he doesn't pet because why would you pet something that doesn't exist? So he goes uh, when he wakes up. He goes downstairs and he sees the dragon gets bigger, uh, and he goes to the, the 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 dinner the dinner table and the dragon comes on onto the table and he eats all the pancakes. So you know, uh, it's like mom. The dragon ate all my pancakes. It's like she said, "There's no such thing as a dragon," because though she sees it. Uh, so when you put it in that perspective. Uh, he he goes back. He uh goes into the living room, and the dragon starts getting bigger and bigger, until it's the size of a house. And the mom had to go vacuum around the dragon to try to get a uh, to try to get uh somewhere to get something done to clean the house. And when she, one day the dragon was so large that his front head stuck out from the the front door, and uh, the back tail. Uh, stuck out the back door and then they saw a bread truck and then they would run after the bread truck (laughs) and then like the husband comes tries to come home and there's no home right there so he tries looking for the for the home and then he finds that uh, his child and his wife wave outside the window and just like and then uh, the husband asks, how did this happen is and uh, Billy says there's a dragon like the mom screamed, there's no such thing as a dragon. And Billy says, The is house is
1: already down the street on the top straight, of this dragon. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Billy Billy said, there's no such thing as a... Uh, Billy says, there is a dragon, and it's very big. And he starts petting the dragon, and it starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And until it goes to the original size that it came from. And he, he, the mom says, I like dragons this size. And Billy says... Uh, the mom says... Um, why, why do you think it got so big? And uh, Billy says, I don't know, but is, all, all it always seemed like it was wanting attention. So in a sense, dragons are our problems. And they come very small when, we, when, they're, when they're starting off. And then they grow bigger and bigger and bigger when we ignore it. Yeah. So when you, when you look at dragons in European mythology, they're the, thing, they're the parts of us that we don't want to face. But the but the uh, the parts that we need to face because the things that such as the goal are the most important parts that we had to get past for our fears to get to.
1: Wow, Squirrel Rosenberg podcast. That was the scenic route, which I didn't mind taking. To one of the most profound things again being said on the show. Please please repeat repeat that ending. Some of the things that we fear, those dragons. Those f- things that we are avoiding. Once we start focusing and paying attention to them, start petting them.
2: Start taking care of them in that sense. Taking care of our problems. They're the places that we don't want to face. Uh, we don't want to face, but it's the fa- and the things that we need to face the most to actually get to to the gold. To the gold. And that's
1: why dragons carry gold. Carry gold. Wow, wow. SQR Podcast, Square Rosenberg Radio. Martin Martinez, our youngest candidate for General Assembly New Jersey. And the funny thing about this whole entire thing, as i got to take this quick break, the funny thing is we haven't even touched on the politics no. as of yet. And that's what we're going to do when we come back. Okay. But what I love is everything that you've said, have shown me that you're going to be the most aware candidate that's going to be in this house. So I salute what you're doing. SQR Podcast, Square Rosenberg Radio. Quick break on this. Come back with my boy, Onell Martinez, the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey. One.
0: I teach kids and burn with a And how do you show up? A with a lawnmower twice. And SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg, coming back with my guest. And I
1: was just reminded by, you know, the future senator, I mean, it's De La Roca, that we should be putting the honorable in front of your name, you know, just to make sure that 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 flows off the tongue the right way. Everybody gets accustomed to the energy. And I'm also aware of the energy put out into the universe. So going forward, I'm going to address you as the honorable Onel Martinez, the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey. And as we were, you know, getting up to this, this point of being aware of who you are, yeah. No, you're in college. Yeah. Where do you attend?
2: Kane University.
1: Your major? Political science. Of course it had to be. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and <clears throat> what's your thoughts on and the past election and where you, you see things going right now, especially with your major being political science in?
2: Well the past election Really inspired me to run in the first place, as you as you can see, lucia has been uh, my campaign manager has been saying uh, the one who inspired me to run for office was Senator Bernie Sanders, the, the state of Vermont. Okay. And originally, the reason why I even got in the first place because remember I was still an anarchist back then. Yes. Uh, yes. I was a. I was. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I was still uh, going through my anarchist phase until 2015, uh, and I saw Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, for instance, I've read through history, and I've read through just, uh, the supposed trail of tears that had moved thousands of Native Americans from their original homeland. And he said to the uh oh, undocumented people. And I know many undocumented people because they're my friends, and I don't want any of them to go. Yeah, uh, Knowing that that was the case, these this thing gave me an incentive to stop it and get involved in the political system because I didn't want a system where my friends would be taken away from me. Mm. Uh, but the whole situation, uh, I wanted to wait for somebody that represented my values. And uh, Hillary Clinton came along and was like, she's not for me. Uh, then Bernie Bernie came along and just like, this is the guy i want to support. Uh, I've Why not support Trump? when I support Trump because he's the contradiction of what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, But now I can see why people voted for him now because it's derives of the same frustration that many people are facing across the country. Many people feel hopeless. Many people feel like they're forgotten about. the very reason I chose the motto, remember those forgotten, is to remember those forgotten about a political system that that has no, no longer paid attention to them, that it is supposed to. True, true. And Trump gave a incentive to the right, Bernie came and sent it to the left, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both of them represented change. Maybe not good change, depending on who you are, but it was a change nonetheless.
1: Square Rosenberg podcast, very profound, very profound answer on that. Go yeah. in.
2: And I would talk to people, and I would talk to their pro. I would talk uh, about their problems and everything when I was campaigning for Bernie, and I would. Uh, I I decided that thanks to Bernie, I wanted to run for Mayor Elizabeth because that was my original goal. Unfortunately, I had moved to London because my family had bought a house. Uh, but knowing that was the case, I also have the the, the chance to prepare myself beforehand to, to face uh, the possible uh, next mayor candidate, or maybe the, the current mayor candidate that has been there 25 years now, mm-hmm. uh, who has not been doing anything. Remember, my community has had many people that have dropped out of school, 27% of the kids from my original high school dropped out of school before they even got to their senior year. So many of them had language barriers, many of them had not the the economic background to to provide for themselves.
1: I.e. back, ended up being in poverty.
2: Ending ending up being in poverty, and they had to quit school to focus on kids or their family because their family was too poor to afford anything and they would have to get jobs for their family. And knowing that was the case, I just decided that uh, I wanted to change my state for the better because at the end of the day, we're all suffering in, in some way or form. And there's no ultimate solution for it. But what we can do, little by little, is to understand where people are coming from, and to understand a problem is the first step on on how to solve it. Mm. Uh, If you, for for instance, what my campaign was about was I wanted to, as I said, uh, remember those forgotten about in the political system, and I wanted to give them a voice. So I would go door to door, no matter whether they're conservative or Democrat or anything, or Green, Libertarian, or anything, and I would ask them what they would want. Not me. I would ask them what they want. Because at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be representing them in the first place. Uh, I encountered numerous amounts of people, many of them from both sides of the political party. And most of them want the same thing. They want, they want the end of the heroin crisis. They want the end of the high property taxes. They want mm-hmm. the end of the, the corruption. Regardless that ignishes, of whatever
1: party they're on.
2: No matter what it is. They they all care for themselves and they all care for their families and they care for the other fellow human beings as much as the, both sides like to pander to each other. Saying that that's not the case. They're just human beings, just with different perspectives on how to solve something.
1: So as you knocked on doors and 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 and, and, and um, you know, did this research and support for Bernie, you are getting a taste of what really a true politician.
2: Yeah, my friend the real the real setting point that had me deciding to run that decided and that had made me decide to run was my friend who ran for Congress. His name is uh, Kenneth Mejia. Ran Kenneth for Mejia. Kenneth Mejia. He's he's for me he's probably the biggest inspiration at anybody, maybe even bigger than Bernie. Uh, he had he he ran for Congress twice, first as a writing candidate and second as the Green Party official candidate for District 22, District 34 of Los Angeles uh, uh, Congressional District. And he deferred, he got inspired by Bernie the same way I did. And he would ask Bernie, uh, what would you recommend to new candidates like myself? Mm-hmm. And Bernie gave a very profound answer. Mm-hmm. And that answer was, go to the places that are suffering the most and talk to these people Mm. ask these people what they're suffering what ask these people what what uh what pains or hardships they're feeling ask these people what they want and why they are not being heard and he took that and he went out every single day every single day even though he started three months before the 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 june primary as a as a Democratic candidate he ran as a writing candidate which you Mm -hmm. have to write in all the letters yeah into his name and he still he still came uh well there was only three candidates he came in third with 1217 votes from people that had rolled his name in and he uh he he didn't stop he continued on and on and on he would go into the homeless communities of skid row and he would help these people out because he knows that the fight doesn't end at a campaign trail it's a fight that forever lasts because as soon as you stop fighting for people that don't uh don't have any voice then who will fight for them
1: let me ask you this your mom what's your thoughts on this political lane that you're now blazing
2: you know, she was sort of shocked that I was on, about, on the ballot in the first place, <laughs> uh, and then. but she, she still supports me. Okay. She, she supports what I'm going to do. Uh, for me, you know, um, I've been through many different encounters with many, I consider political bosses, political bosses in the sense where they're, these, they're political figures that have so much power in their hands yeah. and no one opposes them because they're fearful. And I have to be the one that has to smack these guys down and say, you're human too. You can't be, can be ordering people around in the same sense that you, you think you're superior to us when the reason why you're in the position that you are in the first place is because of us.
1: Square Rosenberg podcast. Jewels are being dropped all day. Yo, know, the Honorable O'Neill Martinez. I, I, I am. You know what's so funny, my friend? You know, what you're telling me, the confidence that with, with which you're telling me. And how focused you are. None of that makes sense because you mentioned you have this social anxiety disorder, and that's out the window, my friend.
2: It helped a lot when I was breaking because when you're in breakdancing, or the original term is b-boying or breaking. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So,
1: let our viewers viewers don't, don't lose focus here. What you're hearing is what he did and what he took, what he did to overcome the social anxiety that has now profound i mean propelled him to be this eloquent well-driven guest on the sqr podcast right now what was your 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 breakthrough
2: so breaking was probably my breakthrough in fact it's probably what makes me as a person today
1: break dancing
2: yeah uh originally the first breaking experience that inspired me was from my friends we 16 who she invited me and I didn't. I was very very awkward. I was very very shy. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I w- I was just that kid. Uh, but there was a I I had my friends all go onto the dance floor and you know I, I didn't want to be by myself at the, the table and I go over to the, the, the the dance floor and I see a kid with like some with longest hair or short emo ish hair. Yeah. Uh he goes on down the to the, the dance floor. He's holding his hand, to his arm to the side like this, and he's holding his head down. And the music switches up and he transforms into a different person. I see moves I've never seen before and I was like, let me try this because I saw it myself in him. And when I looked further into breaking, as I said before, breaking was of something that was where the community leaders saw the kids going to a popular dance event, and they said, "Let's make, let's uh, let's expand on this and allow kids to get away from gang violence by using this." And they will go from their gang-related areas to try practicing moves and improving themselves and doing everything to get out of the situation they were in, because they know that through breaking, because the moves were very difficult. Once you got a difficult move, it was a representation of life because something that you thought was impossible was possible.
1: Score Rosenberg podcast mm-hmm. Jewels are being dropped out the gems right now, my friend.
2: And you know, no, uh, th-
1: no, thank you so much for so you, you, so you, you, you now embrace breaking from that one experience.
2: And the, the thing is that we, I met people from all over the world South Africa, Russia, China, Japan, uh, raw Spain. Colombia and Dominican Republic that had all come to the United States for just dance jams and we we follow four different we follow four principles that are all what makes us that unites us no matter who we are or religion or ethnicity or everything Uh, these are love peace unity and having fun and these people and this has brought people from all over the world to be caring for each other. And I found, you know, looking through history, I was trying to find a solution, and breaking was my solution.
1: Wow. Wow. Score Rosenberg Podcast. Um, I have to really slow this down because there's been around maybe two guests we've had on the show that has been so aware, so well-spoken, so jewel-dropping. You know, everything that you're hearing is very applicable to life. And as we get ready to wrap, you know, I, I am... I wanted to to say this. You have the magic wand. I just gave it to you right now, boom. Take it. You have two impacts you can make on this world. What would those two impacts be?
2: The two impacts I would make on the world. The two impacts I would make on the world. That's pretty interesting. And they're very simple things that you can do in real life. One is improve yourself as a person, love yourself and care for yourself as a person, because who can, how can you love somebody else when you can not and can love yourself? Mm. Second, do what you can in your lifetime to improve the quality of lives in other people, because you only have one life and what I found for myself. And I'm not saying this applies to everybody, but what I found for myself, and maybe this going to apply to many other people is that I find my happiness and uh, bringing happiness to other people.
1: Score Rosenberg Podcast, the Honorable <laughs> O'Neil Martinez, the youngest candidate for General Assembly in New Jersey. My friend, you will be back on the SQR Podcast. Okay. No, I have to have you back. We, we're going to have to sit back and really do small servings of everything you bring to the table. <laughs> and we want to give you our support 100% you know so i i i just want to thank you so much for coming by ladies and gentlemen everything that you're listening to seeing right now will be on our soundcloud score rosenberg radio SQR podcast on our youtube channel the website's going to be moving the honorable o'neil martinez once again score rosenberg podcast one yeah.
0: i'm your boss the one that pays you nine to five. All ducks are hired. and when i come mc's are fire no pain no way today. You're an employer with nothing to say, but I can say one thing for sure, I'm house and things.